Yeah. <laughs> Inspiration point shit, you feel me? It's another dynamic duel episode, brother. Oh my mama. <laughs> Straight from Inspiration Point, you feel me? Another Black Lotus episode. We got a good one for y'all today. What's happening? It's your co-host, Mike Blue. And your co-host, Josiah Jacobs. And today, from Inspiration Point, I know I said that three times already, but Inspiration Point is just a beautiful, you know, beautiful scenery, beautiful scenic place. You know, I'm not going to put you niggas on too, too, too too early but you guys will probably get up here one day um but yeah welcome back to the black lotus podcast um today we're gonna be talking about a whole bunch of black stuff and we might talk about some uh some other things too if we have time um but yeah uh welcome back today is august 7th and uh yeah it's kind of cloudy outside yeah, I was gonna say like it makes me kind of um. It's about like it's six thirty nine today. When we first got out here, it was pretty sunny yeah, it was. and warm, but now it's um. It's getting it's getting dark. I wish I could show y'all a picture of what we're looking at right now, because yeah. it did look a whole lot more beautiful. It did when we first got here. When I was talking, it looked real healthy and organic. Yeah, I did not know this spot was called Inspiration Point before you started, before you before I got here, and I seen that. Because you were saying Inspiration Point earlier. Yeah. I didn't know if, if we was talking about the same spot. Oh. Yeah. There's another one? No, no, no. No, this is the same spot that you was talking oh, about. Oh, you just didn't know the name. I just didn't know the name. Okay. That's why I went here with LJ uh, last summer. Shout out my second P. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, um, yeah, bro. It's going to be a smooth episode. It's going to be a good episode today. Uh, you want to start off with just uh, current events? Current events, you you talking about the Mon- the Montgomery bus? What no, you know, the <laughs> Montgomery brawl? Uh, <laughs> the Montgomery bus ball? Uh, no, wait, no, that's the Montgomery boat uh, boat brawl. <laughs> that's crazy. Man, boycott, do 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 something, pay some homage. Yeah, they need to pay some homage. You know, do a march down Montgomery or you know, something. You know, honestly, the whole fight was really paying homage for real. Nah, for real. That that was some real. Uh, it was a real a racially satisfying moment right there. That's, that's what that was. It was a racially satisfying moment. Um, but, you know, I think on a serious tip that us as people, us as a people, we should begin to really think about why we feel and why we react so emotionally. Because... In a situation like that, I'm not going to sit here and say they wrong because I really did enjoy watching them beat them white boys' ass. But um, because they ain't the wrong, bro. And if you're in the wrong, bro, you don't, you definitely don't put your hands on nobody if you're in the wrong. Uh, and secondly, uh, retribution just happens. So who do you feel like was in the wrong? Well, I feel like. Then there, both parties had, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna say, say anybody was in the right. I would say both parties in the wrong, 
but there is a question of who was more in the wrong. Hmm. And who do you think was more in the wrong? Uh, from watching the film, film study. I feel like once you throw the first punch, there is no going back. You know what you unlock, and especially if you continue to instigate it. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's one thing to throw a first part. It's it's all it's also one thing to throw a first punch in a one on one if yeah. you're doing thirties. Yeah. But they jumped the old and, and say they jumped him, and he was past the age of sixty. You don't you don't jump on no elders, bro. You deserve to get your ass beat. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that was pretty crazy to to be a. Uh... Jumping on the elders. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was pretty crazy though how how the white dude just, just ran up and punched him. Yeah, I was because nuts. because he was doing his job. Yeah, like I think that's that's pretty crazy. I don't know. Maybe, that's a lack of respect. You know, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking it's like maybe it's for him to punch him. You know, I feel like black men are always looked at as as more aggressive. Yeah, and stuff like that. So 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 him giving so him trying to put. Trying to, I'm just what I'm looking for. Uh, Initiate. Just using his authority oh, in that situation, yeah. telling him to move, yeah. made that white dude mad. It's like, man, you shouldn't be talking to me like this. Emphasis oh, on you. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You people, but you yeah. specifically. You shouldn't be talking to me like this. So he started punching him, which is like, bro, what are you doing? And then, and then the other white dude ran up and, and knocked him too. Oh, Dragon Ball Z came up and. <laughs> Like, hit him with a little air punch. I'm not gonna lie, he, he, I think he missed the first time too, didn't he? I don't know. I think, I think, no, no. The sec, the the second white dude missed. Like, watch, cause he gonna come. I'm not gonna lie. Every black person who needs help in a fight, just throw your hat up from now on. You will, you will have, you will summon at least ten niggas out of nowhere. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not, I don't think you're good at that. I don't forget that one, bro. You will summon 10 niggas. Just throw your hat up. 10 niggas will pop up. <laughs> Context is important. It's a summoning card. <laughs> Context is important. You know, I'm not going to be hopping in any fight. Let's keep it a whole bean. Keep it a whole bean. But it did make me happy to see that. Yeah, that we that we supported each other. It made me happy to see that 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 we as black Americans still have some sense of racial solidarity. You know, Exactly. When, when somebody's being wrong. And I'm not, I'm not, not saying that. That I didn't think we did before, but it's always nice to get like a reassurance. Like, reassurance that, yeah. that you know, at least especially on social media, you don't see that too often. And I'm and uh, I feel like we as black people must be more zero tolerance, just like that. Um, we we put up with a lot of bullshit, a lot of microaggressions, a lot of slick shit. We even have a name for microaggressions when I don't even think we should have ever. It shouldn't even ever came to the point where we needed a name for that shit. To be honest, what you mean? Like when you think about shit that we put up with, even like I'll even say to uh, make it relevant for my for me personally at my job, I feel like sometimes me me and one of my partners that I work with, we usually get like talked to. As if we ain't grown adults, and so sometimes I don't—I'm not gonna speak on him, but I know that I've had to check them uh, one time, uh, just because I did not feel like you could talk to me like that. I don't know who the fuck you thought you were, but um, 
it's not that not today uh but i feel like it's times like that where they'll pull you to the side and they'll try to sweet talk you or 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 gaslight you into thinking that you're in the wrong or something that you're doing or they'll tell you that uh it's not that serious as you're making it seem another gaslighting technique but they'll do a lot of like slick things and then they'll try to slip something in about uh what you are racially Ooh. and that shit shouldn't like like as soon as it hits that line there should be no more talking do you no more talking and you're talking about i'm, I'm saying fighting i'm not saying i'm not saying? i'm not saying in terms of fighting i'm saying there should be no more talking in terms of them talking to you mm. you either need to rectify that right then and there check it or just um evacuate the situation for another time when you have when you either have the courage or you have the environment to do so mm. sometimes it's not the right environment so, you know right. if some people are watching you you know and you don't want to make a spectacle out of it uh-huh. because because that can go either way yeah so sometimes it's best to hold on to that but don't lose that zero tolerance and don't lose that assertiveness that you should have so like you you're saying that you shouldn't lose that assertiveness but you said earlier that you in the situation you you walk away not walk away it's more of a retreat to regroup yourself so you understand some people some people like me i'm not gonna lie in certain situations it might take me a little longer to process exactly how i feel and see exactly how i should react to a certain situation so i might walk away but if it if the if the situation calls for a quick reaction which might not be the best always you just got to go on your gut feeling mm-hmm. you feel me and, and, and most of that time if they if, if you know they're in the wrong and they might be i'm gonna tell you how you know they're in the wrong it's two things they either got a little like a little smirk on their face or a very gentle smile after a microaggression yes they aren't they're, now i'm not saying i'm not saying that they've been called out on the microaggression this is as they're saying the microaggression mm-hmm. uh, oh hmm, that's, that's interesting I, I feel like microaggressions usually happen when like in like they usually usually white people will say a microaggression in a way that's like that's like that that you could take as offensive but enough to where they would have like plausible deniability to where like yeah they don't but like no smirk like i don't know, I, I, I don't know like they'll or they'll they'll say it as like a joke exactly you feel me they'll say it as a joke but they'll be smirking or they'll it'll be a mild mannered uh it'll be a mild manner uh interaction you feel me but it shouldn't be and i feel like we should have a zero tolerance on bullshit zero tolerance Zero tolerance. Like if somebody walks up to you, black women, and they ask you to touch your hair, it should be a a, a straight no, and walk away. A straight no. How to, how dare you? Or you walk away. You walk away. Come back to the situation. And be like, still, how dare you? You might have to regroup. But hey, 
there's nothing wrong. I, I really don't think there's anything wrong with a with a solid regroup and coming back with the exact same energy. Okay. Okay. In the context of the the whole hair conversation. That was just an example, but it, it was an example, but I, I, I do want to kind of talk about that. Okay. Yeah. When when black people go to other countries and people be wanting to touch their hair and shit like that, do you think it's a bad thing? I think it's the same shit. I'm not gonna you see something exotic, you know what I'm saying? You don't go up to no white girl's hair and be like, oh, it's so wavy. Can I touch it? Well, because you're, you're used to that. Not me personally. <laughs> I'm talking about the people in that environment are probably more used to that type of hair texture. I'm, I'm speaking from a black perspective. You feel me? Yeah, no, no. From a black perspective, I'm not going up to some white girl and being like, oh, your hair is so silky no, or so no, wavy. Can no, I touch whoa, whoa, it? No, and that... Even a nigga from Africa is not going to go up to no white girl and being like, oh, your hair is so silky. I'm not. Can I touch it? I'm, I'm talking about like people. I'm talking about countries where like they don't have contact. They They've never seen a black person at all. They don't know what a microaggression is. They don't even know what they're doing is offensive. They are genuinely, curiously fascinated with how your hair grows. Well, obviously that's different, but you also got to take in consideration that overseas there are black people, so they could be experiencing microaggressions the same way. Right. Well, I'm I'm asking, would you get offended if somebody was doing that? But he looks like Vincent, bro. I'm not gonna lie, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Shout out Vincent Stockton, man. Oh my gosh. Um man, for real. Um always Um But me personally, I'm not gonna lie, I'm taking that offensively for two reasons. One, I'm not a fucking monkey in the zoo. And that's what you're painting it out to be. You're you're object you're you're objectifying me at one at, at this point. That's what it. That's what it is. But like, I don't know. It's, I, it is objective. It that's that's as if you said, "I like your booty." No, it's like, not. Like, I think it's, it, it's not in the same degree. It's, but it it is in the same lane. It's okay. It's objectifying. Like, I guess from a certain lens, you can say it as objectifying. Okay. But also, they're just genuinely curious in how you look. If anything, you can look at it as a form of. Of of admiration, like, like, I, like see, that's that's cool. Like, I I feel like that's that's looking at it from the American perspective, like the whole monkey in the zoo thing, because because we have been conditioned as black people, we know that white that white people stereotype us as monkeys or have stereotyped us as monkeys. But I'm I'm saying like the, the whole the whole subconscious thinking of like looking at me like I'm a monkey in the zoo. I was more so saying like. Like as in a zoo animal, like like a lion or, or a, even an just elephant or like a, a zoo animal. Like, look, being looked at as an animal from the. I mean, we are looked at as animals. Period. I can say I will say that, but I'm saying more on a standpoint in that same lane. You feel me? As we're looked at as animals, that's the same reason. That same curiosity is it, it all comes from the same point of oh, I see them not completely as human because they're different from me. And it makes me curious. The same reason why, quote unquote, white girls like like BBC and shit like that. They want to try out new shit. Even in Amsterdam, we just went to we just went to LA and was talking to bro. Nigga was like, I might as well. If it, and he's getting that treatment because he's a black man, not because not because of the curiosity of 
they want to see how big his shit is. You don't think it's both though? Like it could, you, it you, could be. You don't think it's because he's black and they're curious because they never had that before. That that is that is. Or a, they've seen it before. But that still makes it. That still makes it objectifying. Do you, do you think that makes him racist? <sighs> now that's a good question. That's a great question. Because you could ask the same thing from the white girl in the United States who has a black fetish if she's racist. Because, because, because honestly, you can even go to the whole thing like, like, obviously, disclaimer, black men marry black women 85% of the time. 85! But, but, but. but, We do date outside of our race, but pre-marriage. But there are a lot of black men who are fascinated by white women because... Going back to slavery, that is something that we were never able to have and was always stigmatized. Well, in stereotypically. Public, well, let's, let's say that in public, we were not allowed to have. In 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 public, like exactly, like it was it was taboo. And the same thing for white women against black men. What white women were not allowed to have us because if they if they was caught fucking a black dude, they would be looked at as if they were yeah. uh, a heathen. They like, were they, for lack of better words, they were nigga lovers. And it's and it's like with with that, I think that I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay to 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 objectify, and I'm not even I'm not even trying to defend the behavior in the American standpoint. I'm just saying from an international I'm, standpoint. I'm saying well, in the American sense, I'm saying it from the sociological reason why that happens in the United States. But in the international sense, I feel like if if somebody if 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 I'm in like if I'm in like uh Japan, like uh, Japan be having some racist imagery though. It's, it's <laughs> but like do. any in the big lips, any on guy like Mr. Popo, but <laughs> for real, look up Mr. That Popo. That is Korean bro. though. I'm not gonna lie, the animation is Korean. So mm, okay, well, any country once they have minimal contact with black people, if they're like, if they look at my hair with fascination, and they still treat me with respect and dignity. That's okay. Now, this is the thing. Is it respectful for you to walk up to somebody and ask them to invade their personal space that you don't know? What if that's on a that's on a simple human level, right? That's true. You feel me? Is it okay for me to literally walk up to you and be like, oh my gosh, whatever this I like this. Um whatever this is. Or whatever attribute of you is really cool that's like a physical attribute of yours. Is it cool if I, I don't know, pinch your cheek or like rub your skin because it's super soft? Or because I know that I I see that your skin looks really soft. Can I touch it? Now, do you see how that's weird? Well, okay. Skin skin is different than hair. But it's still, but like, people feel like hair is a very spiritual thing. Like my hair, like I feel like these are my antennas to the universe. This is my antenna. This is my, this is my direct phone line to God. You feel me? So if the nigga touch my hair, I might spaz out on a nigga. But like, if they, if they ask in a respectful way. I'm still saying no. Like, and it's, it's different than, than white people in America knowing the history of of racial, if they even know, but the history of racial oppression and then how all that stuff has transpired. Okay, what about those people who don't know? History. The people who don't know? Yes, who are ignorant to the racial. I feel like it is for for those who don't know and they try, I think it's our responsibility to to tell them. Why is it our responsibility? 
this is bringing up a very good because I I've actually wanted to have this debate with you for a minute. Why is it our responsibility to tell white people why they're in the wrong? In that situation, because I feel like I'm setting my personal boundary and I'm educating them about what's going on, so they don't look stupid in the future. That is very true. But to go anywhere further than that, I feel is a tragedy and a travesty what, to black people. Go anywhere further in terms of what? As in, as in, as as far as um to acclimate them into our culture or to give them an opportunity to appreciate our culture. That right there is where is where we should draw the line because not only have they not only have they probably I I just I just learned about this today. It's called the Cunningham uh, effect. What you do is if you want to understand information from somebody. What you do is you give them a false statement with the intent of them correcting you with the information that you want. So let's just say I walk up to him or I walk up to this black dude as a white guy and I'm like, man, it's crazy how you guys aren't still in bondage. This is very, very extreme, right? What he's tried to get out of me is a reaction that's going to tell him how I really feel. Right. Which is what he wanted in the first place. Mm-hmm. Instead of him asking a question as like, why aren't you guys? I feel like this is a bad example. Let me let me dial back a little bit. Let's say white dude walks up to a black guy and says, or even black girl, no, no, no. White woman walks up to a black dude and she says, um, I don't want to do anything sexualized. Um, I want to say, ah, it's, what are you doing here in my city? Hmm. I'm, I'm confused like i'm confused at where I, that as in like let's say this is happening in montclair or alameda like it happened that one time and the black dude had to cuss the white chick out i'm i mean is is that the right type of situation and when what i'm describing though or what you're describing like as if like if what what was the what was the original thing that we were talking about we were talking about how like if like whose whose responsibility is it to, to like, educate? Okay, you were you, you you were you were saying you don't want white people enjoying any forms of like black. Um what, what did you what was that what did you say earlier? You said you don't want white people enjoying I don't I don't want white people to enter our I don't want them to enter our culture without an understanding of actually I don't even say that. I don't want them to enter our culture without us. This this is what I was trying to get at. I didn't get to finish my point because I got kind of caught up in the evidence. What I was trying to say is I don't feel that it is appropriate, nor is it justifiable for us to continue to allow white people to appreciate our culture when we don't even get a chance to appreciate life. I'm not going to need you to elaborate on that one. Okay. 
So we rap and describe what goes on in our communities, correct? Yeah. Why do they get to enjoy their own lives, right? Their own lives without having to experience um, what it's like to wonder if you're going to come home at the end of the night from niggas who are supposed to be protecting you, mm-hmm. niggas who are supposed to be your brothers, and or and or the threat of just real life and multiple other different scenarios that possibly could happen that you could lose your life just from being a black man why do they get to experience life unlike why do they get to experience life and watch how we experience life without having to pay or having to do any sort of retribution to the people who they've caused this lifestyle to because we don't force them to and that's what i'm saying that's the that's the point that i'm trying to make i don't think that we should even allow them to be close enough to appreciate what we have but i mean it's like it's it's saying like allowed but it's like we don't even control that the music that that's goes true. out that is very like, true like like we, that is very true we don't even control it like I th- I think that I think that this is going to be a great conversation. Keep going. I I I think that it's in in the past. Whenever they had like during during the jazz era, any of that stuff. You can bring it forward. Well, uh, you can be uh, forward closer to the uh, to the birth of hip hop. Yes, yes. I was going to say even stuff like that. I feel like if white people are going to enjoy our stuff, I think it's better. Some cute dogs. I think I think it's better <laughs> if we are the ones who control it, who control the distribution of it. I, I do so so we can control the message that that's getting out there. Like like I I wasn't born in in the seventies, so I don't know how white people was reacting to hip hop. Well, before yeah, okay. when when you had like Eric Eric B and Rakim and and yeah. all those and all, all those conscious rappers. You know, like rapping. I don't know why people was listening to it then, so I can't give my my input on that. But you know, I, I, just, I might have to do some research to see if what where white people were listening to what they were listening to back then. I think it was rock and roll though. I mean, you know, I mean, Jimi Hendrix and I mean, like they, they was listening to all, all this uh, type of shit. I mean, yeah, but anyway, you were saying though. But like all that stuff, I think that it would be. I I just I th- I think what I'm trying to say is I wish we had control over it because like yeah we can say like they shouldn't listen to it they that's not what they, I'm well to not me. not not shouldn't but like they they should understand where it's coming from or or but like they no one's forcing them to you can you you can download an album music subscription and go listen to it whenever it's it's all that's all up for the public um i think from that standpoint we need to represent ourselves better that is very true as, as a community um but at the same time it's hard to say like people there's, there's always going to be bad I was apples gonna get, like, i was going to get into the representation part like bro saying. there's always going to be people who, who are going to make degenerative content yeah, and music but the unfortunate thing is that that is the stuff that gets pushed yeah out i was that's exactly what i was about to get into i think that um our image is not even controlled by us anymore so the narrative that we're pushing isn't even a narrative that's true. Facts. 
You feel me? Like I want you, I want people to really understand this. It all started when Nate Dog said smoke weed every day. Uh, you think that's when it started? Okay, obviously it's not when it started, oh, but I'm saying uh, that that's that is a hyper that's a hyperbolized example. Okay, yeah. and it's and and not only is it hyperbolized, but it was just a I don't know. It, it just fit the it fit what I was trying to what yeah. I was trying to say. But I can give an even better example. It really, it really has an effect on our minds. I'm gonna tell you how. Because if you think about everything that has come from hip hop, the main takeaways is not black empowerment. It's not what it's like to live in poverty. And or yeah, actually, you know, I will say, as I said, the main takeaways, it's not what it's like to live in poverty. And it's honestly right now not telling the black experience. It's not. It's telling a made up fantasy of of overindulgent community that's supposedly impoverished in violence. You you don't think that's you don't think that's part of this experience? Now, as I said, it is over embellished and it is fantasized. I don't think that people understand the gruesomeness of the situations that are going on in these quote unquote uh, trap houses, projects, um, and hoods. It, it just it's it's not. They're not the same. It probably started off. I will say that it started off like that, but it also started off hyperbolized as well. If we go, I, we're going to start a, uh, I'm actually not going to say start. We're going to continue the series called Musicology. You're hearing that here, here on this podcast first. Um, but I'm going to do sections where I break down and really express how hyperbolized a lot of the lyrics are. Because if you really look at mo- the majority of rap lyrics, they're similes. They're metaphors. They're not mm. supposed to be taken literally mm. but the literal message is 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 the derivative of these messages are what the bar is literally saying and that's not what the message of the music is supposed to be yeah, yeah. art has never been what the literal form that you're seeing is it has always been the silver lining in between the lines and you're saying that i'm saying that when we look at the impact that hip, that hip hop and rap has had on our community, it has not been one that is justifiable nor real. It has always been hyperbolized, stretched, omitted, mm-hmm. and honestly symbolized and, distra- and, and deflective. It has been used as a tactic to really keep us in the place that they want us which is sleep how do they keep us sleep alcohol men always thinking about pussy weed on a very on a very um on a very capitalized or capitalist way um and honestly, just not telling us the truth about what's really going on in the world. I bet you this this is something that Sneeko did. I don't I haven't I don't really watch Sneeko that much. 
But I remember watching uh, uh, a little reel of him on Instagram, and he asked two sisters if they knew three countries, if they knew, uh, what else did he ask them? He asked them if they knew three countries, if they knew about um, who the who the 16th president of the United States was and something else. They couldn't answer none of those questions. They said, can you name three female rappers? No, no, no. They said, can you name three... Uh, oh, oh, shoot. It was like Megan Thee Stallion or like Cardi B or... Was it one of them? It might have been... Uh, no, it was Lotto. It was Mulatto, or I guess they call her Big Lotto now. Um... It was Lotto's. They asked if they if they knew three of her songs, and they named them in under ten seconds. <laughs> that explains. That shows you. And honestly, it really should concern you about our state of our youth, and honestly, the massive society of black people. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think it's a. Uh... I think it, I mean, that's a big indictment on the overall American education system. Because, I mean, I, I think you you could find ignorant white people who would say the same thing, you know. That like, is true. They would probably say, like, so, yeah. Like, 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 a lot of people in general don't know. I mean, like. <laughs> well. Like, bro, a lot of people aren't going, aren't, a lot of people aren't going to know who the 16th president was. Like, you know what I'm saying? But as a black person, you should. Well, I won't, I'll tell you back, tell you back, tell you back. As a black person, it should be more known. I mean, well, okay, it's like it, now, are, are you, what, you gonna, now. Should it be well more known? Are you gonna ask? Know, are but, you gonna ask who the 16th president was? Or are you gonna ask who's the president responsible for the emancipation of? Would they even know that? Though? Black people. I, I I think that's a fair way of asking that question. That is a fair way to ask that question. It is. It is a little less. It is a little more uh, targeted. Like it's a little more like. Like I feel like because if you ask that question, you take away the bias of it. Exactly. It's me? like it's like if you ask somebody, it's I like, feel like black people should have. We should. We sh- we deserve the bias though. What you mean? Like we sh- we we deserve the benefit of the doubt when it comes to intellectual um, integrity because they've made SATs hard. All standardized testing. They've made some school, some school like actual testing hard, just because we don't come from the same perspective as them. I, you know, I, the whole perspective argument. I don't know if I if I agree with the perspective. I don't know. Okay, tell I, me why you don't agree. With I, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's about. I, I have heard the arguments about like different cultures and perspectives, so we're gonna have to test differently. I also just think that. Black kids don't do as well in the SAT compared to white kids. Is just because it's like it's more of like a resource issue. Like, cause I, I can see that. Too. I, I think it's more of like the resource being able to have the resources I, to study for having the extra money to pay for the SAT, having parents who come from those backgrounds so they understand the full importance of of the SAT and, and what's and what's college you're gonna get to because they understand because they went to college how important college is. Yeah. Instead of like maybe like a lot more black parents who are just happy to, to see their kid doing good in school yeah they don't really they don't really care about where he's going to college they care if he's going to college college. that's facts that's facts you know it's like 
like I think I think it's more of like a I, I and I, as I've gotten older I've understood this a lot more I I've, I I see that that SAT scores a lot of it is just based on you know study and preparation obviously it's going to be people who do well on it without doing that but a lot a lot of a lot of it is like a lot of it is just I mean if you have a tutor bro a tutor who you meet up with every week to help you do well on that test bro you're going to do better than the person who didn't study at all or the person who just studied by themselves. That's facts. I'm not going to sit here and say that. That's not facts. But what I also will say that I don't think that you're taking consideration is, is that when you look at the schools that I'll say, for instance, when I went to Albany, I had tutors. Mm. You feel me? I had, I had areas where I was good. I was good at math. And I was good at, uh, well, I won't even say I was good at reading because everybody knows I got dyslexia. But um, it wasn't about the math portion because that's mathematics is universal. It's, it's a universal language. The reading is where things get tricky. I read about Anne Frank. I read about uh, the Egyptians which was not even a real article that was really based in facts, <laughs> which is funny enough. Um, looking about? back on it, they were talking about um, King Ramsey and uh, how something about the pyramids, but they weren't even close. To, they weren't even close. But, speaking of Ramses, you know uh, Ahmad went on the podcast? Yeah, he was telling me about some crazy... Ahmad, thank you for putting me on with the Anaki, bro. For real. Bro, he's related to Ramses. <laughs> that 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 drop shows that, that was a black lotus like exclusive. Like he yeah. the first time he ever said that to anybody was on the podcast. He was related to He had never told me that until he until he hopped on. That's crazy. He's related to Pharaoh Ramses. King Ramsey. I, I think it was Ramses the third. Yeah, pretty dope, bro. That is dope. That's really dope. That's really dope. What was I saying, though? Um, we were talking about. Um, you were talking about the SAT. Yeah. Um. I. You know. I. There are certain small things that add up to really big things, and also. It's about the language that we as black individuals use. Because sometimes um, the wording of a question possibly could be more biased depending on how it's worded. I can see that. You see what I'm saying? Like, And, and, and they could do that for like two or three questions or four or five questions. And those four or five questions could mean, you know, the give or take of how the test could really go for a black individual. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and say that, that black individuals don't have the propensity to overcome that. But at the same time, why is that something that we should overcome? Well, because those tests were not made for us. And, and that brings my, that, that's my point. Exactly. You see what I mean? Like, I feel like, and I feel like it was the right thing to do to take away uh, the SATs and just only focus on a person's grades and a person's uh, personal essay. 
Because it, and also, but I do feel like they did miss out one thing. Instead of just leaving it at the personal essays, they should have did an interview. Um, they should do interviews, and they, and honestly, with the de- with the decision process, I'm not gonna lie, they have enough time to do so. You think so? Yeah, no question. Bro, we wait like damn near six, seven months. They could pick up the phone one time. After they read our shit, they can talk to us for like 30 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, honestly. All the applications they're looking at, I'm not going to lie. They probably look at, let's see, how many people are in Howard? I think it was like 4,000, you said? Okay, okay, okay. Before I came to Howard, the class 2019, Howard got over 30,000 applications. They got, and, but think, okay, how many, people are in, how many people are in the administration office? I don't know. There has to be at least 10 plus, especially because it's such a big school. I mean, Howard had a lot of bullshit, bro. <laughs> but, but do you see, but that's the thing. We let bullshit get in the way of our goals. I think, I think maybe if, I don't know, bro. Like, it's a lot of students who apply to college, bro. To make everybody do an interview is, is a little. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, it's a little. I'm not going to say everybody because obviously the 4.0 kids, they're going to want to get them in, of course. But I'm saying for the people who are on the brink, yeah. you feel me? Yeah. They should at least have the. They should at least have the decency of calling them and tell, and either telling them they, they ain't get in or at least like offering the interview to determine if he's if he's a better candidate than he than he's been uh, led to see. But I mean, at the same time, people can't fake interviews. So I'm not gonna sit here and say that that's a foolproof idea. It's just something. It's just something I thought about. It's just yeah, a, not, you know, it's, another layer. Not, to, it's to, not a bad idea. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I think that um, it's just hard. The SAT is like you need some way to measure everybody at a at a so-called equal level. But like we was talking about, it's not equal. Not only is it not equal, but I also have a thing against uh, standardized testing for a couple of reasons. One, is that really how you learn by memorizing shit? Yeah, that's another thing. It's just it doesn't really tell the actual intelligence no. of of a student. Like, it just tells you how much you can memorize. Right. You know what I'm saying? And sponges can fucking soak up water. Because because it's like <laughs> it's like people can you can practice hella for a test, and it's eventually like if if you maybe if you, if you practice the SAT like take it like five times. Keep practicing, keep improving on where you screwed up. Yeah, fast. When it's time to take it, you'll you're not smarter than the next person. You just you, you just it. studied more. Not even studied more. You just knew how to take the test better. You just knew how to take the test. And there's nothing wrong. And some with people are bad test. test takers. Exactly. Some people get crazy anxiety when they when they taking the test. Some people just people. I've seen people throw up in the middle of a test, bro. Right. Some people just don't don't know how to take tests. Period. You know, and it's like. Not everybody, um, it's like, it's like, it's a quote unquote empirical way of trying to, um, measure everybody at the equal yeah. level when it's not really, it's not really equal, but then it's like, it's just hard. It, it's just hard to make it. The, the whole, the whole college admissions process is very hard. Just kind of understand for like, man, I, I, I wish high school me would have, would have loved to, uh, to, to not have to worry about the SAT when Me applying too, when applying to the UC system. <laughs> oh, gee, oh, Like, for real. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. Um, but we, we was, um, 
we got way off track. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. What were we talking about? We were talking about the Montgomery. Shoot, man. Okay. Uh, honestly, man, my my closing thoughts on that. I think that black people are uh, not completely in the right, but I do not think that we are in the wrong by any means. Um, I think that we need more uh, instances like that, especially with this uh, up and coming election, because uh, they're going to start it. They're going to start trying to publicize plot. And oh my God, what did I just say? They're going to try to start uh, publishing a lot of articles and a lot of more media surrounding the next uh, martyr, quote unquote. But they're not really called. They're not really martyrs because they don't even know what they're really dying for when they die. The next martyr. So you feel like that's going to happen in twenty twenty four? Oh yeah, for sure. Summer 2024, I bet you we're gonna we the black lotus will be leading another <laughs> the black lotus and the revolution. Hey, I'm not even gonna say the black lotus and the revolutionaries. The revolutionaries will be leading another march. I promise you. Are we gonna do that? We are. Uh, like, is that gonna do anything? I mean, listen, this is my thing. If we can get people out there for the second time, we can organize. I think it would definitely be cool from like uh organizing standpoint, but I definitely No, I'm saying like on a standpoint of we can get people on the program. That's it. You feel me? I like we can't look at it from a perspective, as you said, we kinda have to I won't even say out of here. We have to we have to group people in and put them in an environment where they can do well. But I, I I don't I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to even I don't want to talk about it like that I don't want to have to use tragedy tragedy in order to like like that's the only like, way we like, can stimulate but, it though. But, no but I don't want to I don't want to think about future tragedy to 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 bring us together to bring us together like if it happens it happens but I'm not trying to like pray on a nigga to die I'm not praying on anybody to die but I know that the statistic I know the statistic a black person dies every day. I think actually, I think it's multiple black people die every day in the hands of a police officer. Is it? No, that's not every day. That's not every day. Because because they're look at the statistics for y'all. I mean, because they're only like around like two hundred twenty police murders a year. I don't I don't know how it looks. Two hundred. That's a little low. Bro, which which, which is like. Bro, it's just, I mean, it's not as high as you think it is, um, which is like almost every day, but it's not every day. That's me taking it from a, from a literal perspective. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, you got to look at like the 2022 yeah, stats. Look up, bro, look up, look up right now. Look up how many black people have died since 2015. I'll look it up. No, I'm I'm saying like a thousand, one thousand nine hundred seventy-five. That year sounds is, right, bro. That, that is not that is not right, bro. Think about how many police that, departments there are that, across that is, the nation. That is not right. Think about how many black people there are in the nation. There, 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 there are a lot, but it's not it's not that many. Bro, that, bro. Let me uh, let, let me look it up. Per bro, okay, so let's let's let's, let's do the math real quick. Per per forty million, because that's forty million black people in the, in in the black in the United States, right? You divide that. By how much did he say? He said uh, 1975. That means 
one out of every 20,000 black people are getting killed. I can see that happening, bro. People, people shot to death by U.S. police in 2017-2022. Sadly, the trend of fatal police shootings in the United States seems to only be increasing with a total of 555 civilians having been shot, 75 of whom were black as of July 25th, 2023. In 2022, there were 1,097 fatal police shootings. Additionally, the rate of fatal police shootings among Black Americans was was, was much higher than that for any other ethnicity, standing at 5.8 fatal shootings per million of the population per year between 2015 and 2023. Is it 5.8? Yeah, 5.8 per million. It, it says it says 1,000. It says in 2022 there were 1,997 That's only 232. So yeah, yeah, you were right. Yeah, like okay. it's 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 around that because I, I remember like the man not we like, did we Tommy, did do, wait, Tom, we Tommy did. Curry was with Tommy Curry was writing about the house around like it's always around like 220, it's like 210, it's like 230 killings, it's like 200 black 210 to, to 230 black people being killed by the police and almost like about like 200. So like 210 of them were black men. That's 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 what I remember. Like I like that number is hmm. way too high. How many? Wait, you said how many? One more time. It was oh, overall around yeah. around like 210. It's like 230. No, black. no, that is black. What was the overall number? I don't. Oh, the, oh, the over, overall number for in 2022 there were 1,097. See that, 1, that statistic doesn't even sound right, bro. Because that's one fifth. One one fifth, but that's still disproportionate to the rest of the population because we're only thirteen percent. One fifth is twenty. Yeah, that's not so that that's that's not like a like when we say disproportionate, the outlier has to be at least ten percent. You feel what I'm saying? Like that, like it's not necessarily like an egregious outlier. But like you also have to take into account like. The specific circumstances about about how we feel, like context, is also important. A lot of time with black men, it's usually like we're usually unarmed. That is true. So like it, okay, like, so yeah, we do have to do more. Like, like it's just more, it's more context. So yeah, so it's possible that out of that, uh, ten hundred, and it, it all it also it also said that like um, the rate of fatal police shootings amongst Black Americans was way higher than any other ethnicity. Yeah, but what's way higher though? Because from what I just this and that's the thing, it, it doesn't say it because it, it gives the rate of black people, which is five point eight. Yeah, but it wait, 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 we just had that shit. We we just had the other stuff. five. Uh, it's five point eight per million. Go on your phone. Okay. Yeah, five point eight million per black, and then it's two point three for white people. And then 2.5 with Hispanic. Yeah, see that. So it's it's like it's like twice the rate. Yeah, it's it's like it's like twice the rate. Like I'm looking at it right now. 2017 it was 2022 black people. 2018 20 228. 2019 20 Okay, that's what you're saying. It's more than two times. Twenty twenty one two thirty three. It's almost all combined. Still doesn't match up. In twenty twenty two 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 twenty five. Damn near it doesn't. Let me see. It's at a lower rate for for twenty twenty three though. 
I'm telling you, it's about to be crazy next year. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was, that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. That was really bad. It's definitely, um, it's definitely, um, how, how do we get to this point, though? How do we start talking about I'm not going to lie. All of them combined, and it's still off by point one. We beat every race by, by point one. Yeah. That's, that's actually crazy. It is crazy. But I still think that that margin, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like that margin's a little higher, bro. Why? I don't know. I just... For it to be that important in media, it's either that they're pushing that for a different reason or it's just too low. Well, well, I think that I've 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 always been of the opinion that 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 Black Lives Matter is the whole police killing us. I'm not gonna say it's been overblown, but I do think that there are are other Things that are not focusing on enough in the black community, like even even you could talk about about the reasons why black people have a lot more interactions with the police than other races. Yeah, and a lot of that is attributed to the sociological conditions of poverty. People who are is it sociological? Yeah, like pe- people who are obviously less well off are going to commit more crimes. Yeah, so they're going to have more run-ins right. with the police. So I th- I don't think that in this country we and really over paroled way too much. Right. We we don't really analyze why these are, these conditions exist in the first place to where these interactions are happening. With so like we don't even get to the whole poverty element of police brutality and also like I think it's something that's I think that the whole issue of police brutality is highlighted a lot in the media because of the inhumane circumstances that unfortunately a lot of black men have died from you right. know when you think of trayvon martin eric garner garner george floyd just michael the names brown. yeah michael brown like the Jimmy names go Garland on and on and sandra bland yeah like the names go on and on like all, all those Breonna all those Taylor. yeah all those all those unjust circumstances of black people being killed i think that stuff warrants media attention because because that stuff has been happening for a really long time like really long and I think that it's like a reaction of black people finally having our voice, having like having the chance to have our voice heard in this circumstance. It's like it's like a historical, like we've been being gaslit, but now that we can film and record it, yeah. we can we we finally get to show y'all that 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 we haven't been capping about this shit. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not something that's been like that we've been capping about this whole time. Like it's been as egregious as it's been that we've been describing in these stories every single time. And like in like in the past, like it used to be even crazier. Yeah, facts. Like in in, in the fifties and the sixties, because like you think of people who was like the police had. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't police, but yeah, exactly. It's like that 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 whole de- dehumanization. And it's like back then, the police force wasn't even really all that organized. Like it was just. They used to cover up shit all the time. They they used to be covering up stuff all the time. They used to be beating dudes. Not they used to be handling black people hella aggressively. I even I even used to, I even heard some stuff about like the Irish, like how they were able to assimilate into America. Is a lot of them joined the police force yeah. and they was brutalizing black people because the best way to show that you are American is by shitting on black people. <laughs> not capping though. You're not capping. You're not lying. You have not lied once. 
every single I, I i i would honestly argue this and i want to do some real research behind this i'm going to say this blanketed statement only so i can get some uh clickbait i would argue that every single uh group of immigrants that have come to this nation have shitted on black people not giving us homage for being the ones who led the way for you guys to even come over here you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say the, I don't want to say the whole every immigrant because you know people get, people get a little booty tickled when you. I'm saying every immigrant, just, just, just to tickle some booties. But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, they're, they're unfortunately there are like a lot of, like there are like a lot of immigrants who, who will shit on black people because we're so called quote unquote lazy. And we don't work hard. That's why we're at the bottom of the society when a lot of them don't understand that America no. has a vested interest in keeping black people at the bottom of society and even and unmotivated and too. even to the larger point, having having an underclass in the society so this so the economic system of capitalism can flow and work perfectly. Yeah. Even you said something earlier about how we're over paroled, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? The the prison industrial complex is a big money maker for this country. The biggest money. Like, it's, it's that big pharma and big defense. Like, 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 bro. People don't understand. This country has a real interest in keeping and keeping these keeping these prisons filled up, <laughs> filled to the brim, like to the brim. Why do you think everybody in there for selling weed? Exactly. That shit has been legal for almost a decade now. It's it's been it's been legal for a minute, bro. And it's just crazy because whenever whenever black people have have some type of monopoly on the sale or something whenever whenever we got it we go to jail for it and now and now and now and now you go in every every blue liberal city you'll see fucking weed shops you'll see dispensaries weed clubs you'll see people you'll be you'll see people selling weed on the streets man it's so crazy like i just want you guys to just take this into perspective like you, you can get weed whenever you want now you can have it delivered to your house and you got a whole bunch of black men who in there for that? I want you guys to take this one thing into perspective, right? We're going to take it back to 19... I don't know. I want to say 83. It might be 79. I'm not completely sure. But whenever Freeway Rick Ross started, I want you guys to think about two things. This is something that every black person should think about. Number one is something that everybody knows. How the fuck did he get that shit? Bruh. People don't even be talking about that part. How the fuck did that nigga... How the fuck did a nigga from South Central go to fucking Columbia and go get some pure-ass fucking cocaine? I want you guys to explain that to me. Number two, right? If the government did not help, would the black community be in such shambles? These are these are great questions that Michael's answering as Michael's asking. And it's like, if, if you want a deeper perspective about what the government has done just listen to more episodes of this podcast that's know? real if, man if you listen to more you're going to understand exactly what this government has done you know and we got unreleased episodes we got major where, unreleased episodes. where we where we talking about that stuff but it's like all them all, all the all the drug dealers of that time period you know like in the 80s and 90s like people would be like oh black people doing this black people doing that and it's like yeah we shouldn't have been selling drugs to people in our own community and getting right. it strung out and stuff like that, but you gotta you gotta ask the question like Michael said, where are you getting that shit from? 
black people aren't making Uzis. Matter we, of fact, black people, Africans didn't even make guns. Bro, like, we wasn't, we wasn't flying to South America and getting these drugs. We wasn't, we wasn't doing that. We, as we've, as we've already, all we had was weed, bro. Right, as, as we've already heroin. detailed but even heavily, came from, from them. But keep going. As we've already detailed heavily, we didn't even have the resources to do that, take a plane to South America and bring it back. Nor the guns. Which is crazy. They they was using crack to fund the drug wars in South and Central America. That's what's even crazier. They killed two bones. They killed two birds with one stone. And then, then you got motherfuckers like Ronald Reagan and be like, just say no. Say no to drugs. This is your brain. This is your brain on crack. Like, you get the picture. <laughs> you know, and 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 the overt racism, like just so overt that that y'all boy Joe Biden helped play a big part in. Oh my god. Was was um making making the the penalty for for crack way for for a crack cocaine way harsher than powder cocaine which is what him and all his buddies was using yeah for sure oh even his when when not even all his buddies what his son be using no facts facts even today didn't they find some cocaine in the white house they did that motherfucker is a hypocrite it's it's as emperor palpatine would say ironic (laughs) it's 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 ironic bro should we should be in there can we go back to the crib watch star wars Nah, bro, you tripping? <laughs> you tripping, bro? <laughs> but it's like, yeah. I mean, well, I do want to talk about one thing. What? We gotta talk about baseball. I was just about to talk. I was. <laughs> I was just about to say we didn't got to segue into that. Now we gotta talk. Hold on, say. Let me see how much you got in this laptop, real quick. Oh shit! Oh my god! Hey, I'm not gonna lie, guys. We are gonna resume this conversation. You wanna go back to the crib? Yeah. Okay. We gonna resume this conversation about uh. Actually, no. We're going to wrap this. This is an hour. This was a great episode. I'm not going to lie. You want to wrap it up? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. We can do two parts. All right. Okay. That's a big cliffhanger for y'all, but we're going to talk about They Clone Tyrone in the next time that we talking. So. Yeah, the next time that we drop, you'll hear about They Clone I don't Tyrone say the ne- our opinions. I don't want to say the next time that That's we true. drop, because it's a lot of content that needs to be dropped. Wait for part two. But we're going to continue this conversation. Wait for part two, people. And what do we always say? As long as you show love, we'll, we'll stay, stay consistent. consistent. Good job. Hey, peace and, and kiss your punk rock on the lips. <laughs> Suck it to me. <laughs> Yee. Yeah.